What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of The Closer. I'm your host, Justin Rayleigh. Yeah, it's been a little while. Been recovering from shoulder surgery last week, but uh, we're back this week. Me and Matt Lowell are going to be going at you here with some baseball news, uh, hot topics, all that good stuff. But before we get going, make sure you head on over to tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Check out some cool podcasts, some cool uh, articles over there, whatever you like sports-wise, it'll be there. So, uh, And also follow myself and The Closer on Twitter at Closer Podcast and at Justin Rayleigh underscore 15. So without further ado, let's get going into this May 24th, May 25th edition of The Closer. So Matt Lowell is back with us after a couple weeks, um, mostly because I was on the DL. But Matt, welcome back. It's great to have you back on The Closer. Yeah, good to be back. Respect you still coming out and recording, even though you're in your recovery phase. For those of you that don't know, Justin just had serious uh, Tommy John surgery <laughs> to repair. Actually, I don't even know. What was the surgery about, Justin? It was my shoulder. I had a, a couple, I had some fraying in my rotator cuff and my labrum, had a bone spur they had to take out, and then they had to stitch some muscle back together that was like too, pulled off the bone. It was too loose. So they stitched that back together. That kind of sucks. Oh, oh yeah, hopefully. But nothing's, uh, nothing's stopping you from recording the closer, so what do we got today? Hey man, wait, aren't you uh, grinding in the gym right now recording? Uh, yeah, I found a, found a little room, so I'm taking a little break before I get back out there. The closer, the closer has some dedicated hosts. But uh, like you said, how about the uh, Cardinals and Phillies series last week? That was a pretty good series. Um, split two games each. But uh, there was some good baseball in that series. Yeah, it was awesome. Back and forth games. Um, it's honestly probably a, showdown, a preview of a future October showdown between those two clubs. I think we're talking um, NLCS series. I could see that happening. I mean, obviously it's way too early and there's a lot of other teams in the mix, but that would be a pretty sweet all-time marquee series, you know? Chicago and Philadelphia, two, like, big baseball towns. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, it'd definitely be a good series. I mean, obviously, I hope it's not the Phillies. I hope it's the Braves. But, yes, I agree. Uh, there was some good baseball. Bryce Harper's still struggling, though, dude. Any opinions on that? Um, I mean, it's weird. Normally, he starts off years on a – super torrid pace and then he kind of falters as the summer goes on but he really hasn't clicked into gear yet so who knows maybe he's I mean I'm not too worried about him as a player he's in a generational talent I think he'll he'll be fine as the summer goes on and especially as we get closer to uh, playoffs and the playoff run and all that kind of stuff I think he'll have some marquee moments this season not too worried I'm a big Bryce Harper fan yeah, I like Bryce Harper. I don't have a problem with him. But, yeah, his uh, one thing I did see is his strikeout percentage is up uh, this year from the last five years. It's gradually gone up each year, and this year it's like at 35%, and last year I think it was at 30%. So yeah, I think if, if this year finishes and Bryce Harper still hasn't clipped it into gear and shown us what he's capable of, I think there's going to be some discussions in the offseason about Harper being overrated, to be honest. Overhyped. Well, I will give him some credit. In his last seven games, he is hitting three ten with two homers and seven ribbies. So the last uh, the last week, he's been playing pretty well. I mean, great. The small sample size, though. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. 
It's definitely. I mean, on the year he is at two thirty five, nine homers and thirty two RBIs, and an eight twenty OPS. I mean, he he was. What did he have that first series against the Braves? He went crazy, and then it kind of fell down. But now it looks like he's playing some better baseball of late. So uh, maybe that three hundred thirty million dollars will start um, start showing itself for the Phillies. Yeah, the thing is about the Phillies though is they're still performing super well without Bryce Harper being Bryce Harper. I mean, look at this past series. JC Real Muto went off. He went ten for twenty one in that series. So they have performers up and down that lineup. I think the Phillies are stacked. I I love their chances this year for the World Series. I know you do. Big Phillies guy over here. Yep, huge Phillies guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean they have, and it's not going to get easier as now they start a three-game set with the Brewers. Their schedule is brutal the next few weeks. Let's see. Because I was reading something about it the other day. Let's see. They've got three with the Brewers, then three with the Cardinals, three with the Dodgers, three with the Padres. That's so that's a rough schedule yeah, right there. Yeah, it's kind of a death row. But, I mean, if you look at, let's say, the Cubs schedule, I mean, I think – they have another, like, 26 or 27. Like, I think they're playing games 26 out of 27 days or something. Yes. They're, like, a lot of teams are going to it, too. I mean, it's just part of the schedule. You know, this is the this is where all the games are packed into, and this is where you need your depth, and the Phillies got depth. So. Yeah, but we're going to – I think uh, – here's my thought. I think we're really going to see what the Phillies are within this next week of this stretch of games because – if you look at their early of the year schedule, it wasn't super tough. I mean, yes, they started with the Braves. They started uh, – they went – let's see. Let me pull exactly up for you. They went Braves to Nats to Twins to Nats, Marlins, Mets, Rockies, Mets, Marlins, Tigers. So they did not play a tough schedule in April. Um, so now we're really going to see, hey, are the Phillies made it for this? Are they going to be able to do it? Because – Oh, you've got some teams that have come off some tough stretches like that. So we're going to see they're five of their last ten. They're five and five of the last ten games the Phillies are. But uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend to see how they play against the Brewers. Um, so I guess we'll see if they're really here or they're just going to stay hanging around, you know, not really go off per se. Yeah, and I mean, I think this is pretty critical for the Phillies too because, I mean, the Braves, you guys just called up a pretty – Prospect, right? You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah, we could talk about Austin Riley. Uh, the Braves' number four prospect was brought up when Ender and Ciarte went down the other day, uh, and he has done nothing but just go insane. So let me read these off to you. Um, Austin Riley and his, what has he played? In 36 at bats, is hitting 389 with five homers and 12 ribbies. Uh, the dude, let's see if I can pull up any more of those extra stats. But uh, he has gone crazy yesterday. He was three or two for five, three for five with a homer and a double to drive in the winning run. And then he tied it with the homer earlier in the game. So uh, this dude is coming to play. I hope he keeps it up. I mean, I advise you to pick him up on fantasy. So hopefully that doesn't bite me in the butt either. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. I don't get how all these like young players are coming up and just performing at these all-time levels. I mean, look at Michael Chavis on the Red Sox. He's he's going off too. He's like one of the Red Sox best hitters right now. It's just it's weird. They're coming from being good 
in the minors, but they come up to a more difficult league, and they're playing even better. It's just, it's kind of wacky. But oh yeah, obviously well, he's gonna he's gonna come down to earth at some point. But yeah, maybe he, it's just uh, I thought most people would like it would be in the opposite direction. It'd be like a, a slower learning curve, you know? Yeah. Well, Shavis started out kind of slow, and then he's caught fire. Yeah, he's been he's been a pretty steady producer for the Sox. So we got a young enough on. Well, I uh, I took some flack for it earlier in the year, or actually, as when Austin Riley came up, <clears throat> I uh, I predicted that um, Riley would have a better rookie season than Vladdy Jr. I took some flack for that, but I'm gonna stand behind that. Damn, that's that's a that's a pretty bold prediction to be honest. Over Vladdy Jr. Let's see, let's see how he's doing. I know he's been tearing it up lately. He has gotten and they hot. The fingers off of the socks. But three eighty nine for uh, Austin Riley. Where's Vladdy hitting right now? Hold up, I'm pulling it up right now. Vladdy is hitting. Um, Vladdy's hitting two forty one with five homers and eleven RBIs and eighty three at bats. <laughs> So far, still got a long season to go, but hopefully it'll uh, stay that way. What do you think of Austin Riley's playing time? You think he's going to get spots in the in the field? I think he's going to have to keep playing now because uh, NCRT went down. Obviously, they said the other day he's not even started doing baseball activities. And when he comes back, if Austin Riley is still hitting the ball, there's no way you can take him out of the lineup with a guy hitting like that. There's no chance you take him out of the lineup. And pr- frankly, I think Braves country would go insane if they put Ender in the lineup before or, and took out Riley because Ender has uh, been very bad this year. Let's let's be frankly or let's be honest right there. He's not played very well. He's not hit the ball well, especially with uh, runners in scoring position. Um, so I would like to think Riley's going to stay in that lineup for a while and hopefully years to come. So uh, that kind of th- leads me to think. They could trade Ender and Ciarte, or unless they keep him on the bench. But there's a possibility they move him if Riley keeps up this solid production. Is he the last of the young Braves to come up? Nope, he is not. You guys still got more in the farm system? Oh, yeah. We still have Christian Pache, Drew Waters, two uh, stud outfielders in the minors that hit the ball like crazy, steal bases. They're going to be really good. Um, we still, obviously, we've got this rotating flux of pitchers going up and down. But, uh, Pache and Waters are the two that really need to be looked out for. And then for the Sox, Chavis was kind of, he's the last of an era. Yeah. Of like the, this big like group of young players that are coming up. And um, for the Red Sox, huge movement, obviously, which has kind of been a multi-year process. But after him, I mean, you have like Jason Groom and a couple other guys, but like Chavis was like the last marquee. Uh, top prospect for that organization. So their farm system is pretty barren. But on the flip side, their major te- their major league team is, I mean, full of young young guys up and down the lineup and throughout the field. So, I mean, it's not the worst situation to be in. It's not like they're a team of eight bet. But anyway. Um, well, hey, this brings me to I got a, a scenario I saw the other day. And this, remember when uh, the Braves were rumored to be trying to get uh, JT Real Muto? So, 
So supposedly the offer on the table, the last offer that was made or that the Marlins wanted or something, there was an offer on the table for Austin Riley and Mike Soroka for JT Realmuto. Mike Soroka is arguably uh, in contention for a Cy Young and a Rookie of the Year. This dude is insane. And then Austin Riley, of course, doing what he's doing. Imagine if that deal would have went through. I mean, JT Realmuto is also like one of the best young catchers in the league. But but is he? He started off really slow, and he's heated up the last couple of days. But I, I'm glad we didn't make the JT Real Muto trade. If that's what we would have had to give up. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. I mean, hindsight though is twenty twenty. Um, I mean, who knows over the course of the season if Real Muto turns out to be one of the best catchers in the league, which I think he probably is. He is. But you've also got yeah. Ty- Tyler Flowers and Brian McCann for the Braves. Both hitting uh, two ninety and above. Yeah. So. So I mean, we're getting production out of catchers we didn't think it would happen. A good no trade. Yeah. yeah so let's uh. Soroka. Let's uh move. Soroka's been awesome, dude. It's crazy. Um, I, I hope he keeps it up. Maybe a rookie of the year candidate right there. But uh, let's move over. Yeah, he's only given up. He gave up. He's given up uh, less than two runs in every start this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, since you were talking about your Red Sox there for a second, let's go over to the AL East. You said you wanted to talk about the Yankees. Give me your thoughts on how the Yankees have been playing right now. It's it's honestly kind of crazy how like well the Yankees are performing despite kind of being riddled with injuries. I mean, you're coming into the year and they're, they're like Bronx Bombers – Obviously, Judge Stanton and, and Gary Sanchez. Uh, but Gary Sanchez and Luke Boyd and Glaber Torres, like, those are the best players on that team right now. So it's kind of crazy to see what the Yankees can do with only like like 60% of their team. And not even to mention their pitching staff, which is kind of riddled with injuries too. I think CeCe Sabathia just went down to the DL. Obviously, they don't have Severino. You get Domingo German stepping up and pitching like an ace. It's just kind of like as a Sox fan, it's, it's making me nervous to see what that team can do at full strength. It's kind of crazy, dude. I mean, obviously they're without their studs. But then you can look at Glaber Torres and Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez has been killing the ball. Glaber Torres has been just absolutely assaulting the Orioles when they play. He's hit 11 home runs yeah. against the Orioles. And yeah, it's... It's insane. I mean, they're like, obviously the AL East is still kind of up for grabs. I mean, the Rays are still um, playing pretty well. Um, and the Red Sox have gone back on track. So every team, they're looking like four or five games of each other. Yeah, so it should be a pretty sweet race down the stretch. I will say the Yankees sure. have gotten a lot of help playing the Orioles as many times as they have. They've had a really weak schedule to start it off. Yeah, but regardless, I still think that like their performances from that team, like, they're, they're pretty legit this year. I think I'm not obviously going to predict that they'll win ALEs because I still think it's going to come down to the wire. Obviously, maybe a few key uh, series between the Sox and the Yankees could decide the fate of the ALEs. But, yeah, no, that team, they're looking pretty solid. Definitely better than last year. I, I mean, mean Domingo German oh, is that, pitcher. That dude has been throwing the ball so well. I picked him up in fantasy. Feel pretty good about that pickup. Insane. Um. Dude, and then listen to this. If you're a Yanks fan, you're really hoping that Severino comes back 
pitches like he normally does because this could be a, a big year for them. Well, that that if you get uh, Severino back and maybe James Paxson will come back eventually, and those three will be a lights-out rotation. And their bullpen's already solid, um, so the Yankees will be definitely scary when they get everybody yeah. back. That being said, though, I mean, a lot of these players are super injury-prone. I mean, obviously Stanton and Judge, those guys get injured all the time. Paxton gets hurt a lot. He's on a, yeah, Paxton too. Um, Severino's on the DL with a, a lat strain or a lat tear or something. And those are those are tough injuries, and those come back all the time. So I wouldn't be so certain to just pencil in Severino is coming back into the rotation and pitching like Severino last year. So, it's just something to keep in mind, you know? Yeah. Like these guys, they might come back, but they might not come back full strength. And who knows? The Yankees, have won, the Yankees have won nine of their last ten. Yeah. That's crazy. So. Let's move on to another division next door. How about the freaking Minnesota Twins? Yeah, it's uh, insane. I think this is like, the Twins are capitalizing on obviously having a good team. People playing better than they're normally playing, and then a little bit of the Indians struggling this year to take hold of that division. It's kind of a weak division, if I'm being honest. Um, but yeah, no, not to take too much away from the Twins. Um, they're, they're playing fantastic baseball. That's a lot of a, solid performance up and down that lineup. Uh, what do you think? It's a terrible division, for sure. But the Twins at 33-16 and 16 have the best record in the majors right now. Um, and I will like to say in the AL Central preview I wrote, I did predict the Twins to be a team to look out for. Just want to throw that out there. Um, but they have been they've been getting contributions everywhere. Jose Barrios has been lights out on the mound. And then obviously they acquired Marwin Gonzalez at the beginning of the year and uh, he sh- or at the, during the offseason and he has struggled. But the last seven games, let's see seven ish. That's just a stat it gives me. Uh, in Gonzalez's last seven games, he's hitting 294, five RBIs, two homers, uh, and 10 hits. So he's finally getting scorching hot. Uh, you've got guys like Jorge Polanco who are crushing the ball. I mean, this dude is having a career year, 344, nine homers, 26 RBIs. Uh, he's having a career year. So if you keep getting just half that production, dude, no telling what could happen. And then Byron Buxton's finally starting to hit the ball. Byron Buxton's had 18 doubles already. What if he starts hitting the ball and starts being somewhat, maybe just half the prospect they thought they were getting when they drafted him? Yeah, I wouldn't be so quick to start talking about Byron Buxton being an offensive producer. I mean, he's obviously he's hitting 262, which is 10 times better than he's ever hit in his career. But I think he his contributions are more on the defensive and, and the speed end rather than offensive, like actual production. But... I mean, that's not to take away from the Twins either. I mean, they're, like, Max Kepler and Eddie Rosario, like, they're all playing really solid baseball, so. C.J. Crone like has said, gotten hot. Just, they just got incredible depth, and then their pitching rotation is doing enough, you know? I mean, Michael Pineda, I just looked at his game log. His past, like, five games, he's just let up three runs. Six innings, three runs. Seven, three. Six innings, three runs. Five innings, three runs. Six innings, four runs. It's... It's like clockwork with this guy. And then obviously Jose Barrios is the ace of the staff. You got Martin Perez, Marty McBuckets with a sub-three ERA. It's uh, it's kind of just a perfect song for the Twins. 
And and Jay Goodrizzi, you can't leave out with a two three eight ERA. He has come out of nowhere. So they're getting production all over. It's a it's it's fun to watch, dude. I mean, they beat the freaking Angels yesterday, fifteen to two or something. It was it was sixteen to seven was the final. They're just such a weird team, man. Like they're the kind of team that one year they could absolutely just suck, and then the next year they do this. I mean, last year they sucked. So it's just. I think it's kind of a byproduct when you have players, a lot of, like, uh, rotating pieces in and out, like, different years. Like, obviously, like, the Jake Odorizzi signing this year um, and not really having bona fide superstars. I think this is kind of like the, the ebb and flow of that kind of franchise. But, hey, this is this is kind of a high for them. This is kind of like the Oakland Athletics of last year. So. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Um, and then since we're in the central, let's talk about the Indians. They are struggling, obviously, um, and but they do have a bright spot, I guess, in Shane Bieber. What do you have to say yeah, about that? I would say, I would say the Indians right now—they're kind of hanging by a thread. I mean, Corey Kluber—he's out with a broken arm right now, and he just um, got his cast off. They're still going to have to reevaluate him in like three weeks, so he's—it's going to yeah. be at least another month until he even can think about coming back. Yeah, I just, I think that if this team's going anywhere, it needs to be through the pitching staff. Trevor Bauer, Carrasco, Shane Bieber, and then they got two pitches coming back in uh, Clevenger and Kluber eventually. Obviously, you don't know when. So if they can kind of stay within striking distance until Kluber and Clevenger come back, and then you have a rotation of Kluber, Bieber, Bauer, Clevenger, Carrasco, like that's a, that's a hell of a rotation. Right. Uh, but, yeah, no, Shane Beaver, this guy's a beast. I love this man. And I watched his shutout performance, the 9 and 15 Ks against the Orioles, obviously against the Orioles, which they suck. But Shane Beaver just has ridiculous control. Like, I watched this this guy pitch. He can go down, like, 3-0 in a count, and it doesn't phase him. Like, he'll come, he'll come back and strike the guy out, no problem, because it was control. It's, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, his... And maybe his whip doesn't exactly uh, reflect, like, how few walks that he gets because, I mean, he kind of lost up a fair amount of hits. But his control is off the charts. He's, uh, he's, he's got great stuff. Uh, yeah, I think he's he's the future of that Indians rotation. I agree. And then, But then, like we're talking, Trevor Bauer has struggled his last seven starts. A 5.08 ERA. He's allowed 25 earned runs in his last 40 inning or 44 innings pitched. So he has struggled after starting off the season uh, throwing awesome, and now he's kind of struggled. So Shane Bieber is definitely carrying that staff right now, and you got to hope that Trevor Bauer is going to pick it up too, because I know it's weird because Trevor Bauer is like a really really good pitcher, and he obviously has the him to pitch like a Cy Young caliber. Yeah. And it's right That's now. That's what I'm saying that the Indians are hanging by a thread. I mean, they just, if one more guy falls off, like, they really just can't take that. Like, Jose Ramirez, he's killing that offense. Um, uh, the offense is just barely, like, staying alive with, like, Carlos Santana, Francisco Lindor kind of hitting nothing crazy. Like, they don't have anybody going off. Everyone's, like, their best, hitter, best hitters are just scraping by with, averages. Well, you got Lindor, who's going to hit the ball, you hope. But then Jose Ramirez, dude, is, has been awful. 
honestly, this year. Yeah. Have we? I think we've seen the last of him. I think he's done, dude. Done? You're writing them off for the whole. I think so. I think so because he tanked at the end of last year too. I mean, it's a serious problem with it. I hope he's not done, but I, I, I think it's going to be. We're not going to see the Jose Ramirez we saw last year anymore. At uh, the beginning of the it's year, like. That's some bulletin board material for Jose Ramirez. You're that gonna, is. You're going to hear about uh, Justin Ray's comments and he's got a lot of fire under him. I hope it does. I hope it does. We'll come back in July and hopefully he's on fire. And he, uh, in, when an interview, he calls me out. He calls the closer out. Get us some publicity. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But um, All right. they're eight games back of the Twins right now, dude. So they're going to have to... Yeah. I, I, do you think the Twins can do it? Let's be real. Do you think the Twins can do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question about it. I think the Twins have it in them to, to win the division. It's just, honestly, I think it's going to depend more on how the Indians perform rather than how the Twins perform the rest of the way, if that makes sense. I think their fate is more in the hands of how the Indians perform. Because at the peak, at their best, the Indians are obviously a better team than the Twins, but with all these injuries and lackluster performers like Jose Ramirez, you know, it's the Twins are capitalizing. So it's, uh, it's there's a few factors in play here. Right, and then uh, back to our kind of last segment here. The rookies are coming up, dude. Brendan Rogers, uh, Calvin Vigio is getting called up. Vladdy Jr., Austin Riley, Mike Soroka. Um, let's kind of go through. Who do you do you think? Do you think? Who's the rookie of the year in each league for you, if you had to take a guess now? Uh, I mean, I would love to see I, – I mean, obviously I haven't seen it yet, but Brendan Rodgers, I would love to see that man win rookie of the year. I've been following this guy. Well, I mean, I'm sure Willie can attest to it too, but both of us, we've been following this guy for like three, four years. And we've just been waiting for him to get the call up in Coors Field because he's been tearing it up in the minors and – yeah, I just, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to win Rookie of the Year, but, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, Vladdy in the, in the um, American League. Um, let's see, National League. I don't know, who's who's in uh, contention right now for that? I mean, right now, you'd have to say either Mike Soroka or Austin Riley, I would think. Uh, and then if Brendan Rodgers... There's nobody else? Brendan Rodgers, if he gets hot, maybe... But that's the biggest of the rookies I could think of, unless I'm. Oh, and you got uh, Keiston Hera from the uh, Brewers, who's been crushing the ball. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's just way too small of a sample size to, to nominate Austin Rodgers. It's, it's going to be fun, dude. I can't. I hope Brandon Rodgers picks it up. Or I mean, he's he's not hitting bad. He's actually I think he's hitting two ninety five. Uh, he's yet to hit his first home run though, but he's only had seventeen at bats. So uh, it's going to be fun to see him get going because that dude had some pretty good pop for a shortstop. And in Coors Field, too. It's going to be a fun thing to watch, for sure. Uh, maybe he can provide some spark for the Rockies because they have been terrible this year as well. Yep. But uh, for the last little thing we got here, just want to throw out some series to watch this weekend. Uh, Braves and Cardinals are going to be fun. Um, you got um, uh, the Red Sox and the Astros. That'll be a fun one for sure. Uh, the Phillies and the Brewers. And... That's really it. That's my three series to watch. So, uh, do you have any thoughts on any of those before we head out? Obviously, Red Sox, 
Astros again. I mean, this is like their second series within like a week and a half, so they've seen a lot of each other. But, you know, those are always awesome, awesome games to watch. Phillies Brewers, that's be that's pretty interesting. So prove it series for Philadelphia. And uh, I guess likewise with, with the Brewers too, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Matt, I appreciate you coming on as always. Hopefully we'll see you next week. All right, Justin. Peace out, man. See ya. All right, guys. Big thanks to Matt Lowell for coming, to go, or for coming on again for the closer. Uh, great as always to have him. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter and myself. You can head over to tailgatesportsentertainment.com. Get all your uh, podcast, your uh, merchandise, articles, all that good stuff over there. And hopefully we'll get some closer merchandise out here soon. But in the meantime, guys, make sure you uh, share this podcast, retweet it, share, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, More viewers. That's what we need, guys. So I appreciate you guys listening in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.